You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Thanks for making Locked On Bengals your first listen, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available anywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. No matter where you listen to the podcast, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, whatever the button is on your device or platform of choice to make sure we're delivered to your ears and eyes every day. And James. You are at the NFL Combine. Zach Taylor, Duke Tobin addressing the media. Zach Taylor also talked to NFL Network, so a day full of interviews for those guys. It looked like there was a little local media gathering around Duke Tobin after his press conference on the podium as well. But before we dive into those press conferences, what are you hearing? I hear the Combine is a place for rumors. How's your day going in Indy? Well, rumor has it that the Bengals are about to sign the Locked on Bengals podcast to a five-year, $105 million contract. Now, I, I don't know yeah. if it's true or not, but it, is that enough for you? You know, yep. $105 million, Jake? You know, I, will it fit the cap number? Will they still be able to address the offensive line? No. I'm not sure. Uh, no. Uh, look, the combine, you know, players start on Wednesday, and, and, and I'll be here Wednesday. We're going to talk to the coordinator. So as you're listening to this, might be able to uh, – see different things that we'll be putting out. And on our Thursday show, we'll be able to react to what Brian Callahan has to say and, uh, and what Lou Anarumo has to say. And obviously it's a big off season for this team, for this organization. The main thing that I took away, and we're going to talk about the offensive line, right? But the main thing that I took away from what Duke Tobin had to say is how focused they are. And I think a lot of people are going to like this on their own guys how focused they are on keeping their own guys. I asked them a few different free agency questions and multiple times brings up how they're, they're in a different spot now than they were a year ago, two years ago, where they had to overhaul things, you know, as a whole. And again, it's not just offensive line, it's as a team. And so if you're team BJ Hill, obviously team Jesse Bates, if you're thinking Larry Ogunjobi, if you're thinking about some of these guys, I think the Bengals are, are going to do what they can to to keep not all of them, of course, but uh, as many of them as possible. And I think that's great. Here's the other side of it, James. Yes, that is the first step. Absolutely. The first thing you do when you win a or didn't win a Super Bowl, when you win an AFC wow. championship, when you go to the Super Bowl is you identify those core pieces that helped you get there and you bring them back. The other side of this and I, I took a lot of heat for a tweet that I put out, James. I wasn't thrilled with the way Duke Tobin talked about the offensive line. And Zach Taylor kind of echoed this a little bit in his press conference. And we'll get into this more. But the other side of keeping your own guys is you can't rest on your laurels. And we've talked about this as well, right? They got to the Super Bowl. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The regular season wasn't clean i would say there were some losses in there that they probably shouldn't have had specifically the the jets game that we go back to uh you know some some sloppiness or decision making cost them against the 49ers and the chargers and the browns and so it's not like they're coming off a season where they're like you know 13 and 4 
and narrowly lost the Super Bowl. They were 10 and 7 and narrowly lost the Super Bowl and had some things go their way in the playoffs, which is great. They went their way in their playoffs. They made the Super Bowl. They nearly won the Super Bowl. All of that is the way it happened. But when it comes to the offseason, the other part of you know what Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor say, and they're not giving anything away. So the first thing when I'm critical of these guys is like they're not telling you anything. Right. They're like, well, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not going to sit up here, Duke Tobin said, and give you our, our prioritized list of offseason needs. Yeah. But th- they can't bring back their own guys and, and sign a, a guy here or there. It needs to be, and we've talked about this, they need to maintain that aggressiveness because that's what it takes in the NFL to win on a yearly basis. And I've been trying to think about it, you know, the past couple of years when Duke Tobin talks around this time or before the draft. And obviously two years ago, it was the Burrow, you know, Burrow, Burrow, Burrow. You're trying to get him to say they're going to pick Burrow. And I remember it was the COVID year. And, and then last year it was figuring out Sewell, Chase, trying to pick around and hint at that. But, you know, I also remember a lot of times where, where it was almost frustrating because they don't give – the plan. And then it just feels like they're not going to spend or they're not in. Look, I think they're going to, because they'd be damn fools if they didn't, uh, you know, and not just spend to retain Jesse Bates and BJ Hill and some of these guys, but spend to, to protect the franchise passer. And we can get to that. Um, you, you know, to me, the thing, um, the, the biggest guy, the biggest potential free agent is Jesse Bates. And so just focusing on him for a minute, I talked to someone and multiple people really about the situation, just people that cover the team. And, um, you know, I'm not going to name names because it's off the record talk, but if Bates wants a deal done and the Bengals want a deal done, the deal should get done. And all along, I've said it a ton on this podcast, I feel like, and and we've talked about David Mulgetta and I might butcher his last name, but Jesse Bates' agent is known for getting top of the market deals. But if Bates wants a deal done and the Bengals want a deal done, then the deal hopefully gets done. And I think we're getting closer to that point. That doesn't mean that something is going to be done before March 8th. Duke Tobin uh, didn't make a declaration on the franchise tag. They're going to tag him. I'll break the news right now. If they don't get a long-term deal done, the tag will be put in process and, and placed and sent into the league. But uh, I do think that there's hope. That, that maybe a long-term deal gets done for Bates because he doesn't want to go through what he went through last year and they want to keep their own. That's one thing Tobin said. He was like, he's an example of what we want, this guy that we've drafted, that we've developed. And, and so um, hopefully there's a, a middle ground that they can strike, even though uh, you know I, I think the agent is pushing for, for the moon. And I think back to TJ Watt last year, right? The report where his agent said, that he could get more from the Steelers and out of the Steelers. And he said, no. And he stormed up to the office and he shook uh, the Rooney's hand and he, he, you know, that was it. He took the deal. So we'll see if that, uh, not necessarily that exact thing happened, but we'll see if they can get something done here. Yeah. So on the one hand to me, great, right? They want to keep these guys that were important to their team. Jesse Bates being the headliner. BJ Hill is another guy that was discussed as a a Duke Tobin called it a win-win trade, but BJ Hill was mentioned by name and all these guys that are exclusive rights free agents. um, They, they actually got one of those deals done today. Cornerback 
Jalen Davis. Jalen Davis. I, I for some reason a different J name was coming into my head. But yeah, Jalen Davis, uh, one-year extension today, probably the exclusive rights deal. They have a number of guys in that situation. They've got Larry Joby, of course, and uh, Eli Apple will be another name, I think, that, that we have to watch. But I don't know if this is true, James. Somebody tagged me in a tweet and said, Jesse Bates updated his Instagram profile. And we're, we're in social media profile watch days here, James, because apparently, previously, Jesse Bates's Instagram profile read Bengal safety. And now it says NFL safety. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're in social media profile watching days. But either way, he's going to be a Bengal next year, barring something very unforeseen. And as you said, James, a franchise tag is in their back pocket. Yeah, the, the NFL safety thing. I, I And I just checked and confirmed that. That is accurate, but he is an NFL safety. He is. And he is he is a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. And so we'll see if they can get something done. Um, I'm a little more optimistic right now than I was maybe a couple of days ago, but I certainly think he's going to be a Bengal in 2022. Up next, we got to talk about it, Jake. We got to dive into this offensive line. We'll talk about it. My initial impressions, because the thing is, it's one thing – seeing it at the podium. It's another seeing body language and reaction to questions, especially off the podium when we're able to get them in. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll dive into that up next. But first, a word from betonline.net. You have to get to BetOnline right now. You have to, because it's smart, it's simple, it's easy. You're watching these games anyway, whether it's NBA, whether it's college hoops, and well, is it March, Jake? Oh, yeah, it's March. So it's college hoop season. So you need to get the bet online. And it's not just hoops. They got UFC. They got boxing. NFL draft? Yeah, they're going to have that as well. Free agency, so much more. So just go there now. Sign up. It's free to sign up. And you can use your mobile device. You can use your laptop or your PC. And the interface is awesome. It's really simple to use. It's easy to wager. It's a one-stop shop. For all of your betting needs. So go there now, betonline.net, and check out everything they have to offer. Bet online, where the game starts. James, you mentioned body language. And so I'm going to come to you pretty quickly here because my impression of a clip that I saw and of Duke Tobin's answers to the offensive line uh, questions was that I thought there's a pretty easy way to answer this. And and if I'm Duke Tobin and I'm asked about the offensive line, I would probably give a pretty generic answer. Like they were part of the team that just went to the Super Bowl, but we're going to try to get better at every spot. And I would have kind of left it there. And Mm -hmm. I feel like he went a little bit out of his way and maybe not. Maybe you disagree with this. I feel like he just went like the smallest amount out of his way to say, we don't have two, and Taylor did this too, so they had their talking points organized. Uh, you know, we had two 1,000-yard receivers, a 1,000-yard rusher. Joe Burrow had the year he had with an offensive line like that, and you don't get that done with a bad offensive line, was was kind of what what they said, you know? And, and, then, oh. and then Duke Tobin went on to say, I'm bullish on the guys we have in the building, which – that I, I don't mind that at all. Like your young guys, mm-hmm. you're going to express support for totally fine, but just felt like, you know, wh- why are we going so far out of our way here to say, look how good we were. 
not mm -hmm. yeah you know we got to the super bowl we're happy with our offense we're happy with our core we're going to try to get better where, where we can and give a platitude like that i get it um as far as the um there was something that i wanted to Let's see. What did you you said? Um, you were you were breaking down the the offensive line uh, in what he said. I don't know. I was going to respond to a specific part that you broke down because I, I took it a little differently. It was a part um, of the oh, beginning when he's talking no, about no, no, the thousand yeah, yards. So, so the thousand yard, yeah. So the two thousand yard receivers, thousand yard running back, four thousand six hundred and eleven yard passer. I think he was saying. I don't think he was saying that you can only do that behind a good offensive line. Like I think he meant like. We did all of this and we were top 10 in scoring and top 10 in EPA per play or whatever he said. And in all of these things, and we did all of that with this offensive line. We made a, you know, we're AFC champions. So those guys are AFC champions. That's interesting. And, and to me, there's two things. One, it's true and it's factual. And so it's a real easy way to defend your guys. Two, this organization, if you look at their history, they're not going to just bail on Jackson Carmen because we are, right, to a degree. Like, I think in their minds, there's a real path where Jackson Carmen is a week one starter next year. And so that's my major takeaway from today and what they said. is like Deontay Smith is going to be in the mix. They're not going to sign Scherf and this other veteran free agent guard, Andrew Norwell and – uh, Ryan Jensen and uh, Moses, you know, and, and, and just go all in on all these veterans and just say all these rookies or all these second year guys, we're done with you. They're not going to do that. Um, that. That doesn't mean they're not going to not sign Morgan Moses. That doesn't mean that they're not going to pass on, you know, Ryan Jensen or Sherp. Yeah, no, probably not Sherp because I just don't think they're going to spend that money at guard, but that has nothing to do with what I heard today. But don't count out these young guys now because I, I think they're very much in the mix. And, and that's as much, I think, a part of the mental gymnastics that they were pulling today as, as, pop, like, as anything. Like, you know, it, they don't give a damn if people think Xavier Suofilo is good or not. But they want to encourage Jackson Carmen, encourage some of these guys. And, um, yeah, don't be shocked. I, I, that's the thing. And, and so when I say that, because people are here to hear us get our opinion of it. When I say my takeaway is don't be shocked if Jackson Carmen is a week one starter next year, I'm going to ask you, Jake, if Jackson Carmen is a week one starter next year at either guard spot. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about guard spots. How do you feel? Like today? In what is it? It's How do March, you feel? March 2nd, March 1st? Mm -hmm. It's March 1st as we record this. March 2nd. Right, right now, if you tell me that next year Jackson Carmen's starting, it's scary. But I, I agree with you that there's a realistic path to that. And Duke Tobin made this point, I think, that year two is where offensive linemen see the biggest jump. And he talked about how valuable it is for these young guys that they got to see the, the NFL game and that they got to experience NFL speed, and, excuse me, and NFL strength. And so they're certainly depending on some development happening and that's fine, but it, I know they're not going to go sign four new starters in free agency. And we yeah. talked about, you know, if, if, if they have one spot left or, or something like that, where you have a competition, 
and it's a guy they bring in that's a rookie and maybe it's a waiver claim and maybe it's Jackson Carmen and Deontay Smith in the mix, then you can live with that. And if Jackson Carmen wins that competition and they have four other spots that you feel at least reasonable about, then fine, because Jackson Carmen was a guy that we talked about when he came in, might need some time. And we've talked about this year, 21 years old. He was 21 his rookie year. He's a young guy. He might have needed some time, so that's fine. So it's not the end of the world if he's starting next year. It just doesn't feel very good right now to, to hear that Jackson Carmen is, is you know, pencil in Jackson Carmen to be your starting. And, and it may or may not be true, right? But Yeah, and I'm not even saying that. But yeah. I think it's very real. Totally. The feeling inside the building is that some of these guys, at least one of these guys, Trey Hill, Deontay yeah. Smith, mm-hmm. Jackson Carter, one of these guys is going to step up and emerge. And that is scary. And it's not just scary on March 1st or April 1st. It's going to be scary on May 1st. It's going it, to... By the way, April 1st, that's a good April Fool's joke. Jackson Carmen starting, baby. But it, we could have a much clearer picture by April 1st. Um, August 1st, J- July 1st, August 5th, my birthday, I'll be 31. You can get me some belt bars, locked on Bengals fans. Like, it's going to be scary until he proves otherwise. I think there's a – he could be great in camp. It's not It's not good enough. That's not going to – like, I'm not going to be sold on that. Right. You know, you, you have to go and do it in, in games that matter. So, yeah, it's going to be scary until week one. And then, the, you know, there'll be question marks and he's just going to have to play at a high level if that happens. But but like that, that's the the part of it where I think there's a very real possibility. Um, I also think that and I'm going to just preface it like like this, just kind of guide you down the path here. If the Bengals are bullish on Carmen. They clearly like Jonah. Um, they feel good about Trey Hill's development and Deontay Smith and Isaiah Prince as being, you know, this guy that can be part of their their line, Akima Denigy, a lot of young guys. Where does Trey Hopkins fit? Where where does Trey Hopkins fit in that? And in and that's the part. Like everyone thinks maybe Carmen's the odd man out. Well, Carmen's cheap and young. You know who isn't young? 30-year-old Trey Hopkins. You know who isn't cheap? Trey Hopkins. And and I think that's the other part of it. By the way, I did post, and we'll probably use clips on the show. We just haven't had time to clip it out. I did post um, the entire Tobin um, sidebar conversation, the one that you don't see on NFL Network. I tweeted it out at James Rapine. But yeah, like that was the other thing that I thought. I was like, man, it kind of feels like this could be it for Trey. And uh, unless he's willing to come back at a much lower number, which just seems why you know if you're him, why would you do that? Yeah, Trey Hopkins as a potential cap casualty does make a lot of sense. When you started listing all those young guys, though, it didn't make me feel good. If you're watching my face on YouTube, you're seeing me grimacing, man. Like it can't just be those guys. If those guys, were, most of them are backups, then then fine. But man, were you grimacing or was Joe Burrow grimacing? That's what I want to know. Yeah, man, the guy maybe played some golf with. Uh, who who is out there? Sam Hubbard and and one of the Bosa's and Devontae Nick Booker. Bosa, Devin Booker, bro. Devontae Booker. Booker is a running back that no one's ever heard of. I'm pretty for bad like at backup on fantasy. Yeah, Devin Booker is a an NBA superstar, bro. A star. He's in the West. I don't know the West very well. He plays for the You're Suns, the right? West. He would be That's the true. best player on the Bulls. Yeah, 
Demar's having a good year. Uh, yeah, he, he's younger than Demar. Anyway, yeah, back to back sure. days with NBA talk. Man, what are we doing? Uh, speaking of Joe Burrow, real quick note here before we go to our third segment, James Palmer and I think Taylor said this. So James Palmer just tweeted. I'm sure other people did too. But Taylor said Burrow going for rest for his knee, uh, yeah. the MCL injury. So just a little update there. But let's let's continue our conversation about Duke Tobin, Zach Taylor on the podium and off at the combine. Coming up next. It was a long season for Joe Burrow. Obviously, he needs rest. It goes without saying, I need rest. Jake needs rest. You know what else Joe needs? And damn it, I'm going to make sure he gets some. He needs Bilt Bars, the number one protein bar on the planet. You want that MCL to feel good? I've sprained an MCL. I've torn those little ligaments. It's real easy to do. You want to bounce back and and be, well, the extraordinary Joe that you were in 2021? Well, Mr. Burrow, you got to get Built Bars because they're the number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you after you get that workout in at Black Sheep Performance and Blue Ash, or maybe after you grind that film like a young Tom Brady. So check them out right now at Built.com. And by the way, they don't just work for professional athletes. Jake loves them. I love them and have one daily. I had two, two on the 90-minute drive down to downtown Indianapolis from my house in Cincinnati. So um, you know what the problem was, Jake? I only brought three. I, so I only have one for the ride back. Stupid amateur move. Did not think about it at all. Uh, you know, I was scrambling packing. So get your hands on Built Bar. Don't make my mistake. And you can get them right now at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, for 15% off, use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. My next order is coming on Thursday, James. I'm pretty excited. Got some cookies Ooh, and cream. Man. Some some Ooh, coconut almond and some yeah. uh, marshmallow puff. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So Joe Burrow out there golfing, maybe. That, that could be a good sign for his recovery, right? Expected to have a, a much more normal offseason. And mm-hmm. what else stood out to you from, from Zach Taylor and, and Duke Tobin out there in Indianapolis today? Well... You know, the, the offensive line is uh, is going to be, you know, the, the topic. It's going to be topic A, topic B, topic C. Um, the, the other thing, and I'll, I'll write about this. I'll transcribe it. I did not get video of it. But when it comes to big name free agents, like big names, right at the end of Duke Tobin, because Tobin had a sidebar with us locals, and then Zach Taylor was up at the podium, and I kind of had to make a decision. And I'm like, podium Zach, sidebar Duke. And I stuck with the Duke and I'm glad I did um, because he talked about spending big time money on the offensive line, right? Like on one guy and uh, going out and getting the Trey Hendrickson essentially of offensive linemen. And he's like, look, we're willing to do that. If we feel like there's a guy that's going to give us that production, we're willing to do that. Here's the thing. Cause I think people instantly think, ter- uh, you know, uh, Teron Armstead or, you know, someone like if there's an injury history already I in, in, in they're on the wrong side of 30, I don't know if I see that. Right. I don't think the Bengals are going to invest in that. Like that, that's just from the history. History tells us that, um, you know, are they going to go that route? I don't think so. Now, if there's a 27 year old that they really like, you know, then, then I think they would do it. So that's part of it, but I got the vibe. And again, Maybe not. Maybe they do go after Armstead. But if there was like a free agent I had to cross off, 
and I'll just spoil it because I think we should do our offseason plan next week episodes. You did one and I did one last year. Maybe we'll we'll do that again. We'll see if we have the uh, the ability to make that work. It's crazy, right? You're shaking your head because it's like, man, we got to be ready for that. We had months last yeah, year. We, I, we just I we just did football like a week ago. What do we? <laughs> I, dude, I, I know. Dude, I I was literally like, man, I have to write an offseason plan for all Bengals, and I like, believe me. <laughs> I need more built bars, damn it! I'm I'm gonna put in an order right after the show because um, it's gonna have to fuel me over the next few months. But um, I would say that Teron Armstead is unlikely. That doesn't mean they're not gonna spend. That doesn't mean they're not gonna get Ryan Jensen or Andrew Norwell or um, you know insert whoever Morgan Moses. I'm just naming him uh, or another left. It doesn't mean they're not gonna trade um, for the uh, Laramie Tunsil. For the, I was gonna say the dude in Houston, but because I, I forgot his name, Laramie Tunsil. But to me, I just don't think they're going to invest in wrong side of 30 guy that's dealt with a bunch of injuries that's going to command like top, top of the market money. Now, if he doesn't and he commands 12 million per, well, then they, you know, sign them up. Right. But uh, and he didn't tell me that. And it's not like it's, you know, I'm reporting something. I would just I'd be pretty surprised if they go in on Armstead knowing the facial expressions I was seeing going back to the body language comment. And that's a, a pretty good point about the age thing. And I know you've called me ageist in the past, but the Bengals are kind of ageist in free agency too. And I know for me, it's in the draft. Well, and it was with, with Trent, uh, Trent Williams, who turns out to be playing like he's 25. But the the Bengals, and I think Joe Goodberry pointed this out on Twitter on on. Tuesday, they, they just they don't give multi-year deals to free agents older than 30. They haven't done it. I think somebody pointed out Sam Adams, who played one year out of his three-year deal. And and so you go back to the last few years, the guys that they've gone out and gotten are second contract guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the big free agent offensive linemen this year are not second contract guys. The the top names are third contract guys. The Bengals mm-hmm. haven't really played in the third contract market too much in free agency but that's not necessarily a bad thing there are reasons to do that like the reason i was concerned about trent williams and and you couldn't believe it when i was like nah i don't i don't know if i want to give up anything for trent williams is because of that injury history like he had hardly played for two years and it's pretty rare that those guys come back especially at the freak athletic level that he's come back at so yeah it, it will be interesting to see what what market they choose to play in because Ryan Jensen fits that profile as well. So does Brandon Scherf, I think just in terms of age, uh, these guys with injury history, they're a little bit older. So it'll be interesting. And Orlando Brown, take him off the list, right? If, if that was a guy you thought younger guy, second contract was a dark horse. Sounds like Kansas City's going to franchise him if they don't get an if they don't get an extension done. So even if he was a dark horse, like long shot kind of possibility, he's not anymore. Yeah, and I I always thought Kansas City would do that because they invested so much in him. Yep. Um, by the way, is this a take? I don't think it's a take. Laramie Tunsil's better than Orlando Brown. So when you you look at like I'm trading a first rounder and more. Like maybe that's the realm of possibility. Tobo was asked about that and gave a generic answer that, you know, they're always open to trades if they work out, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like to me, Jensen maybe, but last year towards the end, and, and it broke a lot of people's hearts. I'm like, 
what was the guy's name? We talked about him for show after show after show. The guy from the Patriots at the time with the Chiefs. Oh, the Tooney. Yeah, Joe Tooney. I was like, remember at the end, and I felt bad because it was like ripping the heart out of Bengals. They're not signing Joe Tooney. They're not going to be in those waters. And that's a dude who didn't have an injury history, who played through stuff. <laughs> it's just like, that's just not ha- like that's not and, where and, they're at. And it was a second it, contract, but it was a guard. Yeah, And so, so that's where I need them to adjust, right? They have to invest more in guard in, in on the interior. I understand why you might not want to sign Armstead to 20 million per. <laughs> All right. Or Scherf. But that doesn't mean you can't go get Jensen or Norwell or, uh, you know, if, if Bozeman's the guy um, and uh, in the All other part of contracts, this, though. All third it, contracts for those guys. Yeah. And but but honestly. They ha- they that's where you bend it some. Yeah. You I go agree. third contracts, but it's not the huge crazy money that you, you feel because Morgan Moses is going to be the same way. By the way, we talked about him last summer yeah as they should sign him and i was all about it move riley reef to guard and you know all uh, other chirp and this is paul daner jr of the athletic he told me he wrote it so i think i can roll with it um and obviously you should subscribe to the athletic but um wouldn't be shocked if riley reef retires that which ankle must that ankle must be bad like an ankle injury that you can't come back from in eight, nine, ten weeks or whatever it was. Like it must have. Like he aggravated. Well, he had surgery. It must yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he had surgery, and yeah, he might just be like, eh, do I do I want to keep playing? And yeah, and that, but but who knows? You know, he might feel different tomorrow. He may not actually be feeling that way, and Paul may have crappy sources. I'm just poking fun at Paul there. So, um, you know, but yeah, it, it's uh, th- th- that's something to pay attention to. Wouldn't be shocked if they have a new right tackle. Look, look at Ali Marpet, right? It's possible that any of these guys are going to retire <laughs> unexpectedly at any time. It's kind of it's kind of crazy these days where where guys are retiring out of the blue that aren't named Andrew Whitworth, and you know, guys guys are just going early. Yeah, and last thing, going back to what I mentioned about Trey Hopkins, if they do sign a, a Jensen into a third contract, right, or someone like that, maybe that's how they play it in their mind. They're yeah. like, all right, we're going to get off this thirty year old and use that money and apply it here. Yeah. And, and maybe that's the key. And, uh, I'm a lot less optimistic for Trey Hopkins's future today than I was maybe a few days ago. I'll say yeah, that. That's interesting. Uh, the last note for me before we get out of here, we, we didn't have time to dive into this one, but we're talking about all these big names, right? And Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor both asked about and, and talked up Cincinnati as a free agent destination. And it's kind of cool to see that confidence from, the head coach and the de facto GM of the Cincinnati Bengals talking about Joe Burrow as an attractive piece, right? A guy that guys want to come play with talking up Trey Hendrickson as a guy that, you know, according to Tobin identified the Bengals as a fit according to what he said today. And he, you know, he said he didn't know how many teams they had to beat out for his services that that obviously got done very quickly. Um, when we talk about these big names though, and, and James, you talk about Duke Tobin off the stage saying, you know, willing to spend the money. Well, maybe we'll see another one this year. It was DJ Reader, Tier 1 money, and Trey Wayne's Tier 1 money. And, and then it was Trey Hendrickson, plus Tier 2 money for like Cheeto and, and Mike Hilton and all these guys. So, wh- I mean, they, they have a Von Bell. Yeah, you're right. They, they have a ton of money to spend. 
whether it's their their own guys or external guys, they're going to spend about a hundred million dollars this offseason, man. And, and it'll be hey, interesting to I see say, where that money goes. Where did I say at the beginning of the pod? Five years, one hundred five mil. Let's go. Locked on Bengals, lifetime deal or five years for one five. Not a lifetime. Five years, one hundred five. We're a growing brand. Yeah, they the Bengals fans probably would be pretty unhappy that we were taking money away from players, but. We would have $105 million, so I don't know how much. uh, (laughs) Let's wrap up there. We would buy the offensive line with that money. Basically, it would make me the GM. Winning. All right. Just kidding, Duke. I'm just joking. Then it's not a cap expense, and then they're fine. It's all all just a media deal on the side. It's not a cap expense. That's how we spend it. Let's wrap up there. We're getting into the silly hours here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. We're back tomorrow. James is still at the Combine. We'll have more then. Until next time, Bengals fans, Hootay, and have a good one.